Hey, Promote. Can't thank you enough for doing this. Welcome back. It's good to have you. How are you? I'm doing fine. Hey, Matt. Good to good to talk to you again. Yeah, you Looking as well. To this. Yeah, thank you. Um, all right. So I thought about this driving home last night, and I, I kind of wanted to ask you this. In terms of professional challenges that you've faced, do you think 2020 was probably one of the toughest years you've faced professionally? I think indeed. Uh, it was especially in my current role. I mean, I've faced challenges professionally at you know different levels, right? But in terms of leading Ruckus business or as a leader, 2020 was definitely very challenging because think about it, right? Uh, one fine day, we decide that we're going to all work remotely, navigating that, navigating the supply chain challenges that initially came because there was a disruption, right? You know, you know in, in China where it started, navigating that. And then at the tail end of this pandemic, now we are seeing supply chain challenges and I'd love to talk more about it, but you know, that's one of the things that we're dealing with. So it's it's definitely been a very interesting year, but, but I have to be very thankful for the fact that, you know, I, I've started traveling again. So, um, you know, a couple of weeks back, I spent time with some partners in New York. Um, I brought my team in, in Sunnyvale, um, you know, for an offsite and, just you know being able to connect with people has been 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 really amazing and i just feel like i'm so thankful for our larger team for being resilient through all the challenges because that's what allowed us to 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 survive and in fact thrive right you know we we we've, we've come out of it really well and and i know that some of our teams were impacted by covid more than others while in us we seem like we're returning to normalcy in general the trends are positive everywhere but but I do you know you know most recently uh, until about you know a month or two back, India was very heavily impacted and 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 I really you know and I know some of the teams personally were impacted so you know you know we really you know you know feel for that, um, but again um, in, in in the larger scheme of things I think we 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 came out of it really well and I'm really looking forward to now bouncing back from that and in returning to normalcy everywhere I guess. I think I can safely speak for most all of us that you know there's there's a large level of appreciation for how you and your team handled this i mean there was it was panic it was chaos it, there was a lot of fear there was a lot of things going on and i think there was a, a general sense of comfort when you feel like you're supported through the business with hey we get it we're all in this spot so that that was very telling and, and i've got friends in the industry and outside of it and there are some places that did not handle it well right i mean and you're going to get that. You're going to have the up and down. So uh, for all of us, I think I'd like to say thank you to you and your team for that. No, yeah, again, it's it's a teamwork. And I, I should say that even at the corporate level, um, you know, Comscope did a great job in responding to the crisis, um, dealing with situations as they developed in real time. Just as an example, right, when we, had, when we were in the thick of this in India, uh, people organized, self-organized and helping people find critical care, organizing vaccination drives and it was supported by the corporate but also led voluntarily by many of the leaders on ground so it was just amazing effort all around yeah it's really cool to see the humanitarian piece of it and then that's when you get into something like now because now people are starting to return to the office and they're starting to come back and we're starting to see some of that and i think it makes that reunion when you do meet back up in the office a little bit sweeter right because you've seen all of these humanitarian efforts going on and you've seen kind of the struggles that people have dealt with so you know, what's kind of going on on that front, at least from your perspective and, you know, return to work, at least in the U.S., I know some other areas in the world are struggling, but what's... Yeah, what's yeah, yeah. In, in U.S., um, and particularly in Sunnyvale, because I'm the site leader here, so, you know, we've 
we've now allowed people to come in as long as you're vaccinated there's a process by which you you know get that verified and then you get a sticker on your badge and you're not allowed you don't need to wear a mask when you're inside the building but it's voluntarily i think it's up to people to decide you know whether they want to come in or not um, and and there are more people coming in as i can see i've started spending a few days in a week myself in office um but starting september that's the timeline that we expect it to be back to how it was pre pandemic uh, but but to your previous comment i completely agree that you know while we all celebrated the fact that look we are all virtual and we are still being productive and you know you know we can we can we can do all the things that we did before virtually so we went through that phase um but when we came back like i said i had this offsite with my team a couple of weeks back and everybody agreed that my god we really missed this energy in the room <laughs> connect right and it is different i think you need you need a mix of both i think it's great to have technology but i think nothing can replace that in person in person meeting for sure yeah it's extremely valuable i mean i remember years back cuz as much as i normally travel um you know you have a dinner at night or whatever and i was i was talking to my uh, wife about it one night and she's like why do your dinners take so long and i said you'd be amazed at how much gets done at dinner <laughs> you know it's crazy so um all right so let me let me touch on the on the business piece of it i think you know the industry as a whole is kind of seeing a you know some positive momentum in the right direction with things that are going on um i guess i'll i'll do the the cnbc boilerplate question you know what are your thoughts on that what are you seeing in terms of of product growth or market growth and economic direction how how are things there yeah no i'm very very positively surprised i would not have anticipated what we are seeing right now um the last few quarters and this quarter in terms of what we are seeing in the market right now um like how we bounce back from the pandemic i think we have seen strength across the board um i think there's definitely an increase in spending on networking wifi but we are seeing this in switching as well switching has come back very strong we have seen businesses particularly pockets of businesses like education uh we're doing very well we're very happy with what we are seeing there the mdu business i think people are realizing they need uh, better wifi so we've seen tremendous growth there i think part of it is being driven by just the economy returning but part of it is also due to the enormous funding from the government the stimulus funding that is going into infrastructure right i was talking to these partners in new york and i you know they were telling me about how much money is there in the education systems to upgrade networks and that's what is driving the demand that we see and these are all in areas where we've traditionally been strong so we're seeing positive um, you know effects of that but even when you think about like okay how long will the stimulus funding last right now there is a talk about the infrastructure bill that is being discussed and that has got some things in there for broadband so i'm i'm really optimistic about what we have seen tremendous growth across we've seen growth in also areas of business that we've been really focused on like the subscription business the cloud business cloud path for instance for rakas had a great quarter last quarter so extremely happy with what uh, what what the sales team has done uh, and what we have seen in the market in general for our products um and 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 it was it was great to see it's you know part of it is what we have seen in terms of the market returning but i want want to also you know recognize what the teams have done on the product front when i talk to our partners they say anytime they go into a proof of concept with our products against our competitors right they very rarely lose because of the strength of our products we did this third party study recently to compare ourselves with wifi 6 products and what we do with analytics against our competitors and you know you know the results are out there we published this externally right um, and i think our partners are validating that they say that hey we never have product issues with your products and that's what you know in some of these 
really critical areas where they need the right performance and the right um, uh, right products. Um, you know, if we can get in and show our products, we really come out strong. So I think confluence of great products, demand generated by all the things that are happening, the economy returning is is really created. Like, um, you know, you know, we, we are in a good shape. I'm really happy with what we're seeing out there. So I'm sitting here kicking around in my head in what order I want to ask you this, because I do want to talk about supply chain and um, everybody knows the term silicon shortage right now. Um, but when it comes to, you mentioned services that we have as well. I mean, there's always going to be a need for hardware, right? We're always going to have that. But there's also a need for services. And I think services have really increased in my mind in terms of what a a traditional network guy knows, right? We've seen a big uptick and increase in that. I mean, Ruckus Analy Analytics is a great um, example of that. Ruckus Cloud is a great example of that. When you look at these subscription-based services, what what does the future of that look like? I mean, is there going to be big shifts in that? And the reason I'm asking is because you are starting to see areas where you know, there's a great benefit to a company saying, hey, we can offload all of this out of our data center and offload it into the cloud. I mean, there's benefits to them, you know, that are this long. I mean, you can go through it all day long, but what does that future look like from your perspective? Yeah, no, great question, Matt. So, I mean, it's, it's like you said, it's, you know, we all know now that cloud and transition to cloud is happening. That's the faster growing part of the business when it comes to Wi-Fi and, Campus generally, cloud managed networking is probably growing, uh, you know, you know, several times faster than you know on-prem, um, and 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 that I think has been known, and we've we've seen that coming, and we see that in our own business now. There are uh, parts parts of the network where they might deploy it at the edge, they might deploy it on-prem because they need that you know that that latency or that responsiveness, or there might be other reasons. But when it comes to the services cloud is the best way to consume that when it comes to Ruckus analytics, because you need the scale of cloud to be able to consume all the telemetry that is coming in from the devices. You need the compute that is available in the cloud, the flexibility of that to run the machine learning and the AI algorithms and derive insights out of it. We were recently talking to an analyst and he talked about the growth which is expected in services. And, and it was precisely the type of services like analytics, which I think customers are realizing that when it comes to deploying Wi-Fi, especially now with Wi-Fi 6 and then 6E coming along, enterprise networks you know, are becoming more capable, but they are also increasingly becoming more complex. And, and it's becoming more difficult for customers to tune and optimize their networks, right? And so something like Ruckus Analytics is very important in, in, in helping simplify the network. I mean, my, my vision, Ruckus's vision, I think what we're all working towards is continuing to simply because that's what Ruckus's history and pedigree is, right? We, 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 we develop very high performing networks, but we also make it very simple for people to deploy it all the way from the, from where we started with, you know, in Zone Director and Unleashed and what we did for MSP deployments with Smart Zone. So we want to continue to do that and make it so that it's just, just like utility, you flip a switch and networking works and it's autonomous, you know, it self configures, figures out what's wrong, what needs to be changed. That's what we are working towards. And Ruckus Analytics is a very important piece of that because we're running, you know, one of the things that I'm really excited about that this team is working on towards realizing that vision is they're adding capabilities so that we can self-monitor the network. So I talked about the complexity of Wi-Fi 6, 6E. You know, sometimes these things need to be tuned based on the type of configuration you have because there are unique usage patterns, the unique characteristics of all the deployments. 
So we're putting in that telemetry so that you can assess what's happening in the network, compare it with what we are seeing is the best of breed deployments, what is working elsewhere, and then come up with suggestions for what you need to change. And the, you, the operator just needs to click a button and say, yeah, I accept these changes. And then once they change it, we can also then monitor and say before, what was your network like? You know, we have a set of metrics that we can measure to see is the network operating better before or afterwards. And if not, then go back to what it was, right? And, you know, some of these changes are, I had challenged the team to come up with this, you know, last year, and I'm really pleased with how far they've come um, that I'm seeing now mock-ups and, you know, demos, and some of these are going to be in our product by the end of this year. Uh, we'll, we'll truly reach this and realize the vision of what we call as uh, autonomous networking. So, so long-winded answer to your question, but services and ruckus analytics uh, is absolutely going to be key to our future in terms of realizing that vision of, you know, you just deploy your APs, drop it in, and then, you know, it's like a self-driving car version of it. It'll run, it'll figure out what's wrong, and you just need to monitor and 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 see what is what is happening in the network as it self drives and optimizes, right? Um, so, so so amazing work going on, a lot of innovation going on there in Ruckus. I'm really pleased with how far we've come. One of the cool things about that is, I know if you're not aware, there are, are there is the ability to obtain a, a 90 day trial to Ruckus Analytics, which, in my opinion, is genius because what's going to happen is the first 30 days they're going to sit there and go through the product and you know learn it and figure out how to navigate it and go through it, and then day 31 through 60 it's going to be kind of like that daily thing where they're going through and looking for improvements and everything else. And the day 61 to 90 is going to be running around scrambling, getting to finance saying, you need to cut a PO. We need this. <laughs> yeah. 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 Again, this, this customers, the partners I visited in New York, right? I was talking to one of them and they are actually using this in this case, it's not the end customer, but the MSP deploying Ruckus analytics so they can serve their customers and, and 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 cater to the SLA that they promised them in terms of troubleshooting, right? And they told me multiple cases of how, you know, before using Ruckus Analytics, they would have been running around trying to troubleshoot logs from various parts of the network and go through troubleshooting over days and weeks to try to the get up get to the bottom of it. And here they are with RA, they're like, you know, I was right there. The, the, the system told me what was wrong and, you know, that you know, it was an issue with a particular radius server having some latency issues and you know so, so so you know that in our industry especially with wi-fi the challenge has always been proving that the issue is not wi-fi i think that's what many partners and many it departments struggle with because often the problems are somewhere else but the user looks at it as like you know wi-fi is an issue with ra you can get to the bottom of it you know literally within minutes right or seconds sometimes where it tells you like hey here's i'm seeing an issue in this region with this thing, this is what it was before. Now it looks like, and you can get to the bottom of it. So, um, yeah, I mean, people who have trialed it come back very pleased, and you know, and and we we are getting that you know amazing feedback from partners who have deployed it, you know, in turn to manage their networks. That was always my favorite uh, trouble ticket that I'd get when I was in operations. The internet's not working. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I don't. Okay, so I do. Let's talk about supply chain a little bit. Um, and before I put any of my two cents in there, because a lot of my conversations are with people like my, my parents and my aunt and uncle and things like that for completely different reasons, but let's get your take on supply chain and, and how things are going there. Yeah. Um, so this, this happens to be probably the biggest challenge. I think not just us, but everybody in networking and everybody in high tech is facing right now. Like you said, it's not lost on people if you're reading the press. I think you hear things like silicon is the new gold and all of that, right? 
Um, but it's it's sort of like a perfect storm. There are issues with capacities. We've heard about shortages of components, but capacities and fabs, um, you know, and, 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 and at the same time, the demand, like I said, is like, you know, exploding. So all of these things are combining where it's definitely been a very challenging environment. We're working very closely with our partners, um, you know, silicon suppliers, as well as, uh, you know, folks supplying components to get visibility into what this looks like. Uh, I can tell you I'm spending more of my time than I ever have with you know, our, 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 our vendors and with our supply chain team um, and, and, and making sure that we can, uh, you know, in a difficult environment, do the best we can to smoothen out. And, and I think we're succeeding there. Um, things will improve over a period of time. But, you know, right now, uh, you know, it seems like uh, the challenges will persist for some time. So, so what can we do about it? First of all, I have to thank the supply chain team, the PLM team, because they're working under a crisis-like situation and trying to make sure that you know they're 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 smoothing out uh, some of the challenges that we see, we are getting the support from our partners, and and we are doing the best we can to to be fair about in in the context of all the demand and the backlog that we have, what's the best way to be fair to our customers to provide transparency to them rather than promise to them which is something which is speculative. Give them tell them what we know, and then do the best that we can in terms of allocating products in a way such that it's fair across these uh, customers because. As I talk to some of these partners, their end business depends on it, right? They plan their projects out based on our forecasts of when we can deliver things. And they, you know, sign in contractors and start their projects. And if products don't come in in the time that we promise them, you know, they, they, you know, they, they take in huge losses because of that. So I think we realize that we are doing what we can in terms of being, um, being, being as transparent as we can. In the meantime, we are working through these issues to make sure that we have better predictability. So. Um, um, it is it is something which you know as we follow in the industry, not just ruckus, but everybody in, in in our space is facing. We hear this from our suppliers as well. Um, but you will see this as we work through the process. Uh, you know, you know, will it it'll get better in terms of how we communicate, and our supplier situation will get better uh, on, on many fronts. Uh, you know, as we go towards the end of the year and uh, and, and and build better predictability into the system. A lot of this I didn't know until I started having conversations with people that are not in high tech, like my dad, for example, or my uncle, his brother, because my uncle just bought a new truck. And I asked him when he got his truck, I said, how many keys did you get? And he went, what? I said, how many keys did they give you? He said two. And I said, well, that's interesting because I talked to a friend of mine that's a, he's in the car business. And he said, Toyota told him, they said, we can do one of two things. We can deliver one car with two keys, or we can give you two cars with one key apiece. And I think that's when it finally started to sink in. And they asked me like, what? And I said, you have to understand that when they build these, these chips, when this stuff is produced, these guys in the clean rooms that are doing it, that room is 1000 times cleaner than an operating room, than an OR. And that's when both their eyes kind of lit up. And I was like, yeah, this stuff is very, very complex. I mean, it's not a, it's not a simple technology, you know, and we keep making it smaller and smaller and smaller. So there's, it's just crazy when, you know, we deal with these hurdles and challenges in our industry. And then all of a sudden it starts to leak out into the greater world. You start to see that kind of look of what is going on here. But like you said, I mean, I think there's been a lot of great efforts put into, you know, kind of getting back to, back to square one. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so I was gonna, I was gonna ask you this. Um, the, the first thing when you finally, you know, got to the point of, 
you know, we're coming out of this and everything's, you know, kind of starting to normalize a little bit. What was the first thing that you and your family wanted to go do? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I guess, you know, small things and large things. We took, we took our first vacation. We went to not very far. We went to Carmel, Carmel Valley Ranch and stayed there for, you know, three days. And it was, it was so refreshing just to be out you know, being able to go out to a restaurant and do small things, go out for hikes, go to the beach. So I think that was very nice. I think I've started going out now to restaurants. You know, initially we were going out, as you know, in, in the Bay Area, it was about, you know, outdoor seating was allowed at one point in time. Now indoor uh, is allowed. So I think just small things which we took for granted, just the pleasure out of those small things. It was just amazing to see. Um, um, coming back to office, like, you know, you can see I'm working out of my office right now. I, I can't tell you how nice it is to be able to sit in you know you know a normal desk and not be constrained um, you know you know through the, the challenges that you have working out of house that we all you know come to realize right so um, i think i'd say um, just being able to go out on that vacation was awesome i'm going for my second vacation there in, in a few weeks and um, you know being able to just do the normal things that we took for granted before yeah i hear you Okay, so this is a selfish question. Um, we saw one thing that we saw during 2020 was um, micro macro learning kind of kind of things. So we saw our YouTube viewership go way up during it, which we expected, and we saw a lot of additional traffic through the LMS for training and things like that. And we're used to the typical, you know, five day class, come in, sit down, go through it. Um, in terms, because information is so readily available now through so many different platforms and mediums, you know, when we take, especially as broad and diverse as our portfolio is, you know, what do you think some of the different trends or the future of, of training and information consumption will become for technology? That's a good question. Um, I think what I'm increasingly seeing the attention span to be able to watch something which is, you know, more than 15, 20 minutes, uh, you know, is challenging, right? So I think you've all sort of got a little bit of ADD given how we consume everything. <laughs> <these days>. so, <laughs> so, so breaking it down into things which are smaller and more succinct is, I think, the way to go. Uh, obviously, video is, you know, is is the way to do it. Um, um, so yeah, I, I, I'd be curious on your thoughts because you're the expert in this in, in this space, right? What what trends are you seeing? Because if I, if I just as a consumer of this, I would say that uh, when I go and watch something which is interesting, I if it's something very long, I find myself pausing, skipping, and you know through the stuff which I don't want. And that way, if you can break it down into smaller bites, I can decide what is of interest to me and just focus on that. I think that makes sense. Um, I've really been trying to crack that open a little bit because when I look at it, I look at it from the standpoint of we have seasoned veterans out there that need further further education, right? So new product, new technology, new protocol, whatever. So you need to be able to hit that mark. And then we also have a generation up and coming that's going to enter this sector that you still need to make sure they're fully equipped with everything, but they consume information completely differently, like you said. I mean... Our kids, if it's a, a TikTok or a reel or whatever, they're they're into it. They can go through it. So it's really trying to break those two pieces and make it fit. So we're trying to find ways to introduce shorts, right? A short one-minute clip that kind of drives interest into something and then give them access to get to the broader subject of it from there. And then the big thing is for the seasoned veterans like myself, and I talk to a friend of mine about this all the time, 
I don't want a video for a lot of things. I mean, if I'm trying to fix my backflow preventer at home, which I've now I can do, yeah, I probably want a video because I need to see what I'm doing. But with this stuff, sometimes I don't necessarily want one. So we, we end up in the position where we have the video content for the newer generation coming in that's interested in that. But we also have, have to have supporting documentation that gives them that. And in a clear, short, concise enough way that it's easily, quickly consumed, and then you're done. Because when we first entered this space, we knew right away you have 90 seconds to grab somebody's attention because of the ADD problem, right? So as soon as you grab that, then you have to hold on to it. And we've, I've talked about this on podcasts before. I mean, that we did a lot of research internally through YouTube videos and through Twitch streams and things like that. And I talked to Brian Stewart about this and I said, I don't get it. And he said, what do you mean? I said, there some of these streamers are just complete spaz cases. Like I can't follow them. I can't pay attention to it. And he said, that's the draw said, you've got a, a generation of people coming into it that they they grab their attention and so they're going to sit there and listen. I was like, okay, I get it. I mean, I'm not, we're not playing video games here. We're actually trying to educate you on things. But it was really interesting to see when we started to crack these things open what was inside. Um, and I think really right now it's going to be quick, short clips that grab your attention, get you some information, and then get you pointed in the right direction to get the rest of it. Yeah, that, that seems the way to go. Yep. Yeah, yeah. so it's been really interesting, but it's also one of those things where you do it, you're going to trip and fall down at some point. So you might as well get up and dust yourself off and learn from it and then continue down that path too. So so we'll see how it goes. I mean, it's it's interesting. You, you never know what it's going to be like until you kind of get halfway through it and you're like, oh, wait, 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 turn left. <laughs> so, you know. So, yeah, well, promote again. I cannot thank you enough for doing this. It's always an absolute pleasure to have you come in and do this. And as always, you're always welcome back. So I try not to hound you and I know you're busy. So anytime you want to do it, you're Thank you. Thank you for your patience this time. I know we've been trying for a few weeks, but between the travel as the economy opened, meeting customers, I had to keep pushing it out, but I'm, I'm really glad we were able to connect today. And yeah, we should do this again sometime sooner than how long it took this time. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm very patient. So whenever you're ready, I'm ready. So All right. Thanks, man. Thank you. Take care. Okay. All right. See everybody. Thank you for listening to Ruckcast. If you just found us for the first time, be sure to follow or subscribe on your platform of choice so you can be notified of future episodes. If you have ideas for future episodes or can't find Ruckcast on your favorite platform, contact us at ruckcast at comscope.com. And as always, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.